Welcome to A Woman's Clarity, a podcast that empowers financial professionals to better connect with and serve their female clients. Listen in as host Kirsten Schlumbaum, Vice President of Annuity Sales at C2P, and her guests help you speak the language of women clients and meet their unique financial needs and goals. Thank you for joining us because I know that when you join us, you're giving up precious time that you could be in front of your clients. I am excited to have our two guest baristas today, both subject matter experts on working with women, not just divorcees and widowers, but focusing on the female clientele. And before I get started and I introduce Jeanette Bajalia and Sarah Soria, I want to just throw out some stats because anybody who works with me knows that I'm a nerd for statistical word. Um, right now, I think it's really important that we're having this conversation because more women are investing more than ever today. 67% of women are now investing outside of retirement savings compared to 44% in 2018. That's a huge jump. So this really does make it a very important topic to all of us, no matter what seat we sit in, in the financial planning process. But I want to talk with our experts who do this day in and day out. So I'm just going to kick it right off to Jeanette and Sarah. So my first question is, why? Why are you passionate about working with women, divorcees or widowers? I'm passionate about it because uh, as a real retiree, and I went through the financial system and realized that I was trying to get holistic help. I was trying to get I met all the demographics. I was single. I was a caregiver for over 30 years, spent a lot of my own personal assets caregiving to elderly mother and an aunt. And so I see that uh, longevity uh, has a significant impact on women because, you know, I start reading the stats, 80% of women die single. I knew I wasn't getting the right kind of help. They were not speaking my financial language. I started doing research and realized the financial industry, one, doesn't speak the language of women. Two, the financial industry underserves women because they have a stereotypical view of women and they want to approach women either in a condescending way or in a manner that is not the language of women. So basically, I decided I was going to devote my the next chapter of my life and my passion to serving a very underserved market and a market that um, is not at all understood by the financial industry. And I thank you for that, because as we were talking before everything started, one of the reasons I joined C2P was because of Jeanette on the platform with a woman's worth. So thank you. And Sarah, you're newer to our organization, but you pack a powerful punch working with women in this industry. So you want to share your why and why this is important to you? Yeah, you know, very similar to Jeanette. I, I feel that women become underserved and sort of forgotten. Um I read a book quite a while ago called Lean In, and it really focused on how women tend to just by nature let their male counterparts um, take a lead role in many things. And I find that in relationships, the male often is the one that's, you know, sort of in control of making the financial decisions and the investing you know, to a large degree. And, you know, the woman might be making day-to-day financial decisions, but when it comes to investing and working with a professional, overwhelmingly that falls to their male counterpart. And so when they find themselves divorced or widowed, they're really at a loss and they're beginning their journey at at a much older age than their spouse did. 
And they're, you know, kind of having to start from ground zero because they, you know, trusted who they were with and never had to learn. So I just, I have found that being a female advisor, I naturally attract other women clients. And in that sort of natural progression of my business, I found them to be very underserved and sort of forgotten and left out of the conversation. And and not that it was ever done on purpose by a male advisor necessarily, but just because they defaulted to their male spouse or partner. Well, I think that brings us to one important aspect. I think the two of you both shared with me is the educational part of working with women. And I love Jeanette, like, will you expound a little bit more on speaking the language of women? Because I know that's really something you do well and how that helps you with your educational journey with female clients. I did research before I started the platform Women's Worth. Uh, I did significant national research through a research firm. Uh, I outsourced the, I wanted focus groups. And basically I heard the language of women. The language of women is, it just, it's not a rate of return. It's not sequence of returns. The language of women is protecting my lifestyle, protecting what I need to do to achieve my goals for myself and my children is not being a burden on my children and certainly not outliving my money, which is a common concern for everyone. But the reason women don't want to outlive their money is they don't want to be a burden on their children. So there's a, uh, there's a much higher order uh, solution that we have to help them achieve and get comfortable with. So from the standpoint of the language of women, it is more around protecting themselves and their families and and speaking financial concepts in the terms of protecting the lifestyle and the dreams and the goals, not because I can get you a 5 or 6% rate of return. It's how I can help bring you value to help you achieve your life goals. I love that. And Sarah, I know you work hard to educate as well. How do you speak? To, I mean, obviously, we're women. We feel like we already speak the language of women because we feel like we understand. But how are you using this to your benefit? You know, I think that what we've been able to do is really recognize how much we need to slow down and educate. And I believe that everybody on this call values education. That's why we're with CDP. And when we were looking for a firm, we made the switch over the summer. It was really important to us that we found a firm to join uh, with a primary focus on education and building a plan first. And C2P absolutely fits that mold. So I, I think that the the C2P way, the bucket plan process really does cater towards what women need. And it is that identifying goals and values first and plugging in the investments as a means to support those values and goals. Um, it, Dave Ramsey has a line that says everyone needs a financial planner that's like a really good first grade teacher. And I tell that to my female clients and it really resonates with them. You know, it's not demeaning. It's it's not that they don't, they're not capable of understanding information at a higher level. It's just that when you can boil it down to something that's understandable in a way that empowers them, you know, doesn't demean their their ability to, to learn and take in new information, um, we find that they're able to start to feel like they are comfortable in making decisions for themselves. Whereas, like I said, typically in the past, they never had to make those decisions. 
I was just in a networking event last week and a surprising statistic and compliance. If you're listening, I'll try to find the stats to back this up with the link. But it takes five times to have conversations with women to get them engaging in the next steps. Five conversations, not the one, two, three, and you're done, but helping them along the way. With that being said, how would you consider <clears throat> helping divorcees and widowers make strategic financial decisions something you do often that you're well-versed in? Uh, Sarah, I'll let you lead with this one because I know Jeanette's got some great answers to that question for all women. Yeah, I do. And and it often boils down to more than a five-meeting process. And sometimes, you know, it's meeting over coffee or a drink in the evening because first and foremost, they need to feel like they've created a bond with somebody that they can trust. And so it often does take longer than the three or four meeting process for them to really feel comfortable. And whether they have been divorced or widowed, divorcees in particular, I find, feel that they have... Um, that trust has been broken in some way. And if it's a widow, they feel like their sense of security has been shattered. So in both situations, it's just imperative to really take the time to make the connection. And like you said, Kirsten, I feel like making the connection takes five times longer than it does in our typical connection process, because they really you know, most most of, of them in this situation have been through something that has made trusting somebody else more difficult. Very true. And that comes with emotional intelligence and having the experience of understanding, again, the language of women and what they've been through. And Jeanette, I know this is a topic you're very passionate about. So please share your insights as well. Well, um, rapport building takes a lot longer, as you know, as Sarah said, it, it's a lot of rapport, but it's the type of rapport that allows them the culture inside that meeting to allow them to be vulnerable, to allow them to, to, to pry and to discuss how, you know, very openly in a safe environment, how uncomfortable they are dealing with financial matters and money matters. We jump immediately to that, the, the four-step process. Okay, here's our four-step process and here's what we're going to do. And here's how we move forward. And you know what? That doesn't work. It requires significantly more attention to the emotional uh, element of it. And, you know, and often um, women know, the divorced women, single women, chief financial officers of households, we're seeing more gray divorce. You're seeing, I mean, the statistics, you're seeing more uh, widowed women that were in a caregiving role for their husbands. That has another set of elements is, and they saw what they went through and now they're going, the emotions is, gosh, what's going to happen to me? I have no one here to take care of me and I don't want to be a burden on my kids. So it's understanding the emotional elements of those, those long-term care costs, the healthcare costs, not just the financial, the financials a means for that. So, which is why I often educate around the health wealth connection. What's the value of us being your wealth manager if you're not going to give yourself permission to spend the money on yourself because you want to, you're, you're supporting your kids and you don't spend the money on yourself to maintain your health and well-being, your mental, emotional, physical. So I deal with a lot of education more around those soft topics than around the hard. Because if you gain their confidence because they know that you care more about them as a person 
you're going to get their assets. I, I'm unpacking a lot of what you just said, Jeanette, because I'm personally going through a great divorce with my parents going through some things. So it is, it's a lot of conversation. It's a lot of handholding. Um, so can you expound a little bit more? Like when you're working with somebody who is in their later years and they're getting divorced, how, how are you coaching them? I know you're not a psychologist, you're not a therapist, but there's a lot of things that you unpack during that meeting. Yeah, I unpack the, their relationship with money as it relates to, okay, tell me how involved you were, how involved you want to be in the future, because I want to make sure they don't want me to replace their ex, because I want to educate them, empower them, and I want to inform them of, of some basic concepts that, that help them grow their health <laughs> and well-being. For divorced women, I have relationships with family practice attorneys. And I want to get ahead of the final settlement. And that's if I encourage anybody to build relationships and demonstrate the value we can bring their attorney that's representing the divorced women. Because I'll give you an example. I had a divorced woman. been It was a brutal divorce after a 32-year marriage. She was in our office um, last week. And she settled for $1.4 of IRAs instead of getting the equity out of a home and some other non-IRA assets. And she needed to start using the money immediately. So had she had a financial advisor guiding her and coaching her pre-settlement, she would have a more... Uh, a more effective future lifestyle and more, you know, more money in her pocket. And she now is freaking out because she says every time she uses the money, she has to pay taxes and she pulls out of the IRA to pay taxes. And that doesn't make sense. So if we can help divorced women, educate their attorneys, I brought significant value in my relationship with family practice attorneys by giving them some scenario planning models that show, and the attorney can help educate that prospective client, and then along with my support. So that's basically where um, where we need to be. And then with the widowed women, it's a function of making sure that we deal with the emotional elements of widowhood before we deal with the financial outcomes. So I was speaking with another woman in another uh, uh, at a conference, and she talked about how when she was widowed, and this is why she got into the business, No, everyone told her not to make any decisions. So Sarah, Jeanette, when, when somebody is widowed, how do you navigate those first step conversations? Because it is sensitive. There is a lot to unpack when you lose a loved one. Um, Sarah, can you share with us how you approach that? Because it is a time of vulnerability. Yeah, I think it really comes back to taking it slow and understanding that it might take a year before assets are actually moved. And the first step that I take with any person that's gone through a death in the family is helping them understand that we help settle estates, not as an estate attorney, but just from being in the business that we help clients settle estates all the time and navigate the nuances and the ins and outs and what has to be done and <clears throat> just help them manage expectations of how to transfer a trust account. And we spend a lot of time on the phone with um, clients, you know, often they have to open another trust account at the institution and then we have to move the money. So it takes months just to get through that process. And we find that opening those accounts, dealing with those departments at other firms is a really lengthy process. Um, you know, they don't 
overstaff those departments to help move assets out of their firm. So, um, I mean, there's no rocket science here. It really is just allowing for more time than we typically take throughout a process and to build that rapport and trust through just providing support to begin with. And we hope and that they'll move the assets later, but you know, we can't, I've never been successful with an upfront agreement with a widow or a divorcee referral, you know, before we've gone through a process of just offering support and getting to know them. It's so much to, it's, it's a lot because you want to build that trust, but then the conversations have to be had. And <clears throat> Jeanette, what would be your best tip? Like, what would you, when you're like, you're going to manage expectations for that person, but how would you help others help them help them? Like, what are your best insights and in, on that conversation? <clears throat> so for regarding the divorce, like insights of Widow, about, widowers or divorcees, both are times of everything. being, both are times of being very vulnerable and going through a huge change because <laughs> divorce to some is like having a, a death in the family um, because yeah. of their experience and what they go through. So they're both very critical, very vulnerable conversations. Built on the foundation of the award-winning bucket plan process, Clarity to Prosperity's proven processes, training, and coaching can help you increase your revenue. If you are a growth-minded, independent financial advisor, you qualify for a free copy of the bucket plan book. Go to claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer to get your free book today. That's claritytoprosperity.com forward slash offer. You know, I have tools I use that I want them to, they're vulnerable conversations and uh, often um, they have, if, if they're older widows, you have to, there's different, you know, the average age of widowhood in America now is 59. So we have to be thoughtful about the fact that there's a, quite a few older widows and quite a few younger widows. And so you have to approach them differently. Um, the older widows um, that sometimes I go to their homes because they are so overwhelmed by all the paperwork that they have, by all the financial statements. And sometimes I just, because if I can get in their space, I can open up the real emotions and issues much more quickly than bringing them into an office. Because as a widow, they've always gone everywhere with their spouses. And, and then they're just not comfortable going, so I'll go to them. I, I don't care. I'll go to them. Um, and then for the divorced women, um, I have, you know, my book, wise up women. Yeah. I wrote it in simple female language. And I use that as a tool to say, look, I'd like you to read this and see if any part of this resonates with you before we meet to just give them tools. The widowed women I've started using, got amazing feedback. The Stevens ministry, uh, people know what my persuasion is. I'm very faith-based and there's four little books, little about how to mourn, how to grieve, how to uh, move on and how to make choices after a year. And every month they get dripped one of those books, one of those little tools. And and the feedback I got from a widow yesterday that, you know, two months after her husband died unexpectedly, she's moving from Florida to California. And so she made those decisions before she got my second book. You know, she said, I wish I would have waited. You know, 
So there's ways we reach uh, the emotions of women, like I like I've learned in the financial industry. If you can get to their heart, you can get to their head. So what does it take? And every woman is different based on their life stage. Oh, there's a lot of elder orphan women that don't have children. They don't have someone to help navigate them through this financial maze. And we have to be sensitive to that and say, all right, how do we help them versus the women who have a son or a daughter that's helping them? I love it. It's it's the vulnerability in the conversation that's so important. And I know there's a lot of males on this coffee break. So guys, if you've got questions or if you've got experiences you'd like to share, this is about us all working together to raise our voices and change our communication to help all of our clients, but especially the female clients that need our help, our education and support. Um, so please, if you have questions or if you've got experiences, please share. Um, Sarah, any tips that you would like to share when you were working with either women at, at their divorcees or their widowers, or just in general, when you are looking at your book of business and helping them cross the finish line to retirement? Yeah. And I mean, I think Jeanette really nailed some strategies and the biggest thing is really to just take that time. But if I could offer insight into working with um, your couple clients before they go through an event like this and um, at Bucket Plan 2.0, Dave touched on it about how important it is to make sure you connect with your female clients before something like this happens, because we get a lot of female clients because they never made a connection, they'll say with their husband's financial planner or their husband's investment guy. You know, it wasn't their relationship. And I know it's often difficult to bring the female in because like my husband and I, we divide and conquer a lot of things in our lives. And so I think a lot of couples divide and conquer the financial stuff. And I I was doing a little bit of research before this meeting and Financial planning has a statistic that that somewhere between 28 and 30% of financial advisors are females. And I think that that is a testament, you know, and if we looked at scientific or, you know, math-based industries and careers throughout our country, I think we would probably find similar statistics that the majority of women aren't drawn to numbers and money and finances. And so it takes extra work to draw them in and engage them. And it could be as easy as just making sure you make eye contact. I can't tell you how many transactions that Josh and I, my husband have been involved with the estate planning attorney and buying cars and going to the bank where the majority of the eye contact is made with Josh and not me. And I don't think it's done on purpose. I don't take it personally, but I I think that it it's just we haven't crossed over to where we just assume women are just as interested in math and science. And it, it happens in a financial planning meeting. And it happens with me when I meet with a male and female couple. I would say 90% of the time, the male counterpart is more engaged with me than the female. And I have to remember to make eye contact with her because she isn't offering answers and questions. She's not going out of her way to make eye contact with me. So it's not natural to divert the conversation to her. And I find myself having to make an extra effort to do so because it's human nature to engage with the one that's engaging with you. So my biggest piece of advice for all of us is to just do as much as we can to draw them in so that that relationship is there when they do go through a traumatic event like this. And 
so that they come to you as opposed to whoever was referred to them in their divorce care group or their widow's care group, you know, as someone else. I think it's a good point to engage the unengaged because they could honestly be the silent one making the decisions as soon as they walk out the door. Um, I'm going to kind of flip this a little bit because I have a question for Jeanette from Michelle. She's asking, how did you create your network and your divorce attorney <clears throat> relationship? And then John Jenkins also wanted to share after that. Okay. Um, I looked in one of our markets, uh, the Florida region, we had three different markets. And in one market, she handles women-only divorces. That's it. And so I built a relationship with her, um, built a relationship with Heather, and she and I started, I would bring her in. I did, when I was on the radio for Women's Worth, I would bring her in as a speaker on the radio to educate women as they're going through later life divorce. And so I just would, I went and met with her in her office and showed her the platform, how I'm specialized. That's the differentiator that I have as a female advisor. I would go to them and I'd say, I have a division in my firm that's specially dedicated to the unique needs of women going through divorce or widowed or the chief financial officers of their households. And I'd like to share some of you. So I created collateral materials and a little uh, kind of a media kit kind of thing that I would take to them. And I showed them the tools that I use that I can help the attorney get the right deal for their client. And so I have an appointment in Orlando for a, of a divorce attorney to meet with her and to start exchanging clients. So basically, um, you have to research, you have to uh, interview and understand that whether they're like-minded with the culture of your firm and the way you want to treat people. And then you just demonstrate for them the value that you have. And you just kind of put a kit together and say, here's what we can do. But it can't be in a sales-oriented manner. It has to be in a relationship management manner. Like I can serve you to where you can serve your clients more. And so I use the retirement analyzer. I demonstrated it for a group of eight attorneys in this particular attorney's office. And I demonstrated that, look, we can do a scenario that says what happens if she got this kind of settlement versus spousal support. And I do the different scenarios to bring the attorney's value because then I'm working with them on behalf of their client. So the key takeaways I'm hearing is networking, relationship building, core value alignment when looking for your partners for your, your divorce attorneys or those to partner with you to help your female clients going through a divorce or widowhood. So that's amazing. And I want to make sure that we give John the time. He's had a question or something he wanted to share. John? I just wanted to comment, and Sarah actually addressed much of it in her last comments about making sure to include the women in eye contact, et cetera. One of the things that I've preached to the other advisors in our office for years and years and years is that, yes, the stereotype still exists where typically the man is managing the finances. But if you don't include the wife and make eye contact and build that relationship when they are widowed and inherit all the assets, those accounts go away. Um, it's really important, and I'm glad Dave touched on it in Bucket Plan 2.0. It's really important to make sure, and I will go back to, even though I'm interacting maybe with the husband, go back to the wife and make sure she understands she's on the same page, she feels heard and listen to, because if you don't do that, that money's going away. Thank you for sharing, John. The statistics on that is uh, the last report I saw on that 
was uh, 65% of women change their advisors when their husbands die. And that's impactful, that statistic. So as we're wrapping up, Jeanette, Sarah, any words of wisdom you'd like to impart on the group? I want to recap. Uh, there's a lot of second marriages, couples, that uh, the woman was either widowed or she was divorced. So when they get engaged in a second marriage, they don't commingle their assets. And you have to be willing to do two different plans and ensure that you do his plan, her plan, and then our plan. And that's a completely different financial planning model. And we're seeing an enormous growth of second marriages where there is no commingling of assets. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. Sarah, any final words for the group? Yep. Just the education is key. And to really figure out how to explain complex topics in a really simple to understand manner so that your female clientele feel like they understand and are empowered to make decisions. Because without that education, they'll they'll go elsewhere, they'll be paralyzed and won't be able, you know, we need to help them feel like they can do it. Fabulous. Jeanette and Sarah, I so appreciate you being on here today and sharing your wisdom. You fill my coffee cup and you make me feel great about what we do here at C2P. And everybody who joined us today, thank you for sharing your time. Thank you for joining us. And whatever you do, make it a great day. Thanks for tuning in to A Woman's Clarity, brought to you by C2P, an organization whose purpose is to educate, train, grow, and support holistic financial advisors so families can achieve true prosperity. Subscribe now and never miss an opportunity to learn how to become a more proactive, holistic advisor to the fast-growing female client base. Visit C2PEnterprises.com to learn how we can help support and enhance your business. At the time of delivery and any subsequent publishing, information was deemed reliable but is subject to change by the time of viewing. The contents of this piece include the opinions and projections of C2P Enterprises, are subject to change, and are for informational purposes only. The information provided in this presentation is not intended to be individual investment, tax, or legal advice.